At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. This is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, I uh, got this tweet from, I want to read this. This is a tweet from, from Brad at Spiderweb. Nice to have you back, Gil. But Jeff was on point like a needle with his college basketball plays while you was out. I was very good on primetime action. <laughs> like a needle. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I think give me a little too much credit for what we had uh, on this show. But <laughs> yeah. the in-game stuff on primetime action last week, it was one stretch now. is very, very good. Good. That's outstanding. Excellent job. Uh, we have tennis picks. Should I give the tennis picks here, Jeff? What should I do? Yeah, or should we wait for the tennis picks later? Eh, let's give the tennis picks. Then we'll get back to this college basketball thing here. Nothing but uh, college hoops later this hour. Wes Reynolds. Uh, we have a whole bunch of small conference tournaments beginning this week. And so there are markets available for each of these conferences, which is just outstanding. Um, again, West Coast Conference, Big West. You don't want to come to the Big West with me, uh, uh, Jeff, to uh, open up the uh, Dollar Loan Center in Henderson? I did that? not realize that that w- building was going to be open. In yes. Time. I did not realize that. Uh, it's the open of it, baby. Let's yeah. go. I know we're going mad and Everett will be there. West Coast Conference uh, is at the Orleans. Tradition unlike any other. Tradition unlike any other uh, at the Orleans. Um where was I going with this? I already forgot. Oh, tennis picks. All right. So while while I was out, by the way, the tennis picks, let's put it this way. You're probably better off that you weren't with me because I lost a lot of matches where I was like up a set and a break in a two of three. And then just this past weekend, the clay tournament in uh, in Chile had uh, Tabilo beating Martinez in the semis. He was up a set and a break. Then in the finals yesterday, had Sebastian Baez against Pedro Martinez. He was up a set and a break. So you better, you, we're getting all the bad ones out of the way. Uh, so there's two tournaments. By the way, the, the men are off this week. But the WTA has a couple tournaments. One is an indoor tournament in Lyon, France. Stayed away from that for, the, for today. Monterey, though, outdoor hard courts, do have two picks coming up this morning. Uh, And here are the picks. And I think these prices are right around where I got them last night. So they should still be playable. Again, this is a a WTA 250 tournament. So let's not go nuts with it um, in terms of you wanting to watch this and spend your day around them. But if you do want some tennis action, the two picks are on uh, Victoria Tomova. Victoria Tomova is one of the plays. And Magdalena Fresh is the over Tomo- uh, is the other one. Tomova is uh taking on Diane Perry. Tomova, I got it plus 101. I think it's right around there. Uh still give or take a few cents. So Victoria Tomova pick number 1 and the other one Magdalena Fresh. 
Uh, she was at plus 105 when I grabbed her. No, I was plus 102. Pardon me. I was lying. I got her at plus 102 over a, a, a lady that we have bet on many times in the past, um, Osorio Serrano, Camila Osorio Serrano. But we're taking fresh, by the way, not French, but fresh today, F-R-E-C-H. So Tomova and Fresh, your two tennis picks of the day. Back to the college basketball formula, Jeff, because I don't want to leave um, some some loose ends on that. But again, if you missed it, again, the tried and true college, fo- uh, college basketball formula, pardon me, that we do here every year, the three teams that qualify now to win it all, Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn. John Calipari, 12 times to a Sweet 16, two vacated. Three championships, Two vacated. Um, Scott Drew, five times in the Sweet 16, one title last year. Bruce Pearl, five times in the Sweet 16, one Final Four. You on the Bruce Pearl train? Let's go. I, look, I love Bruce Pearl. Yeah. Auburn's kind of in a little bit of a funk right now, yeah, though, because their guard play has just been so erratic over the last three weeks. They came into a funk as soon as I started talking about them, like the next day. Um. So people were wondering about the, the ones that were knocking at the door. Again, UCLA could play themselves in. Right now they don't have three top 10% RPI wins, but they could with the USC win here coming up this week. A win over USC also could do it in the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, and again, Marquette, which was a third win, is just outside of the top 10% of RPI. Duke adjusted defense is 22nd. They could play their way in to qualify as well. And Houston strength of schedule, because um, people were wondering, well, how does Houston, how are they knocking at the door with that week that we scheduled but they actually play and what did you say you said it best uh off air that the the aac doesn't have as bad of a bottom if i may paraphrase you yeah i'm not even sure uh, it, it, yes it, it that is correct even though there are again like south florida i would argue is every bit as bad as the bottom teams in the wcc but yeah, the other, the middle, the middle's a little bit better once you get past BYU and the WCC. It dips pretty significantly out west. Yeah, so they, the Houston has Cincinnati, Temple, and Memphis to to finish their season. All of whom are winning basketball teams. So I think Houston could play, but Houston doesn't even have to win those games, right? For strength of schedule purposes, obviously the other categories have to stay true. But um, they could get in strength of schedule. Right now, as you look at the college basketball championship futures, though. The Zags, 4-1, to one, your short shot to win it all, followed by Kentucky and Arizona, 8-1, to one, and then it's the double-digit parade of Auburn and Purdue at 10-1. to one. Duke in Coach K's final season. By the way, none of that championship formula includes the he'll get every call humanly possible. That's not one of the criteria. They're at 12-1, to one, Kansas 14-1, to one, and then the defending national champion Baylor Bears at 18-1, to one, followed by UCLA and Villanova at 20-1. to one. Um... Let me start with you with UCLA for a second. Why why do I not feel like people are taking them seriously? UCLA, who lost in the national semis last year on the Jalen Suggs, he didn't call the bank shot three in overtime. You don't like them? The only Pac-12 team I really like is Arizona, but there is something with Arizona that scares me also. Uh, On top of Tommy Lloyd, never, again, first job for him, and I, I think he's done great. Yeah. They, they're very youth, youthful, so I'm a little bit about concerned about Arizona. UCLA, I don't know, there's just something missing. I can't quite put my finger on it, but whenever I watch them, I'm not thoroughly impressed. Now, you have a team that made the Final Four last year. They're experienced. You have a cro- coach I like in Cronin. They're more than capable. The other big issue that UCLA has, though, Gil, the way that the seeding works, because we're back to traditional 
geography being important again, mm -hmm. the chances of them getting thrown in the same region of Gonzaga are very high, and they match up terribly with Gonzaga. Which of the—we'll get to this with Wes Reynolds, but which of the Saturday—well, I won't say it that way because there was two spreads that were obviously much bigger than the rest, so we can quantify by spreads which the two biggest upsets were. But we're talking about a Saturday where the top six teams in the country all got upset. Seven of the top ten teams, top ten ranked teams, got upset on a historic Saturday in college basketball and remember, the AP poll has been around since 1947-48. That's the first time that's ever happened. Five times before that, six out of the top ten teams have lost on the same day. But this was the top six teams plus a seventh uh, in Texas Tech losing. So by by spread, Gonzaga was a ten-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against St. Mary's. They end up losing that outright. And Arizona was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Colorado. So those would be the answers to the question of which was the which were the ones that surprised you the most. I mean, in some cases, a couple of those teams were even dogs, right? Auburn was a dog to Tennessee. Kansas was a dog uh, against Baylor. But if I asked you which was the one, and I'll ask this of West too, which is the one that that was most telling to you? Like, which was the one that either corroborated a fear of yours that already existed or that made you take notice for the first time? You're like, oh, I didn't see that about this team. Oh, well, let's put it this way. The Gonzaga game I'm just going to throw out completely. Yeah. They, they, have, they were perfect in WCC play. St. Mary's is actually – this might be the best team that Bennett's ever had Wow, there That's at St. Mary's. That team is really good, and it's just not getting to do because they're on the West Coast and they don't play a lot of national TV games in comparison to Gonzaga. The one that – I would go with Purdue because the way they lost that game to Michigan State where Purdue shot over 50% from the field but still managed to lose to a team that, yeah, Michigan State needed that win badly, but they were in horrible form the previous three weeks. Uh, that was the one that was the most concerning. Kansas got beat by a team that is re that again one of the three teams that qualifies for the formula in their building. What are you going to do? Baylor's really good. Kentucky was a two-point underdog. Auburn was a three-point underdog. Uh, but I think Purdue was the one that was the most telling and kind of showing the fears that you have. And remember, this is a team that lost in the round of 64 a year ago to North Texas. They uh, they they are more than capable of being one of those top seeds that could get shocked in the, I'm not saying round the 64 again, but round the 32, definitely capable of going out early. Oh, that Arizona lost to Colorado. The worst loss by a top two team against an unranked opponent since Virginia's loss to UMBC, the famous 16 to one game. That's just amazing. So how many, which, so which national championship futures do you currently have in pocket and which would you make right now if I said to you, Jeff, today you must make a bet. Who would it be on? I currently have Arizona and Auburn at better numbers in pocket. Not the best numbers on Auburn because there are a lot of ridiculous numbers that were out on them until really the end of January. The only one that I would consider based off these MGM numbers would be Baylor. That would be the only one I would consider. Uh, the one concern is uh, their guard play last year was so consistent and so good with that trio, especially Butler and, and Mitchell. Akinjo is an excellent player. But he's a little bit erratic, so it's a not. You're not betting on on the same team, and the Tomlinatachua injury does hurt their big man depth. So I, I can't interest you in any Houston at thirty to one. No, 
They're not good enough. They're worse than they were last year. I can't interest you in any Duke at twelve to one. Forget, forget the just not the the lack of enjoyment of having. Here's here's what I'll say with Duke. The one thing that I will give them a lot of credit for is in games that they've had to get up for against good opponents, they have gotten up for and won. Yes. The problem has been the lesser opponents where they have just not shown up. You show up in the tournament against bigger opponents. So that that shouldn't be a problem. uh, Come uh, motivation tournament. Exactly. Yeah. Wes Reynolds will ask him this same question about which was the most impactful that he thought uh, of those upsets on Saturday, just from his futures perspective. Golf, and of course, the small college futures next with Wes. Numbers game, Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or bet against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson. On every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Oh, of course, this time of year, the other thing that gets me really pumped is everybody wants to do their brackets. No, 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 no. I've long forsaken the brackets. Give me the survivor pool. There is nothing greater than playing survivor during the NCAA tournament. Again, you can only use... Uh, one team once, as is the case in, say, an NFL survivor. Typically, these are arranged where you have to pick a couple teams on the first couple days of the tournament when we're at 64. But the key to the whole thing is that it's multi-layered. You have to make sure that teams still exist later in the tournament. So that's the strategic element of it. Most of them are upset, rewarded as well. Um, nothing's greater than an NCAA survivor pool. Can't wait to play that. Just a couple weeks, 13 days from now, Selection Sunday. We'll get to a whole bunch of college basketball stuff with uh, Wes Reynolds, including all these tournaments that begin this week. This is just in, by the way. A tournament begins tonight, Jeff. The Northeast Conference has a game tonight in their tournament. So tournaments actually begin uh, today in college basketball uh, officially. Tomorrow is when it really gets going. The Atlantic Sun, the Horizon League on campus sites, the Patriot League uh, tip off their tournaments. Then uh, Wednesday, the Big South and Ohio Valley jump in. Northeast will play their quarters. Then on Thursday, Missouri Valley, Sunbelt, West Coast Conference here in Vegas all get underway. And the Atlantic Sun and Horizon play their quarters. Ohio Valley play their quarters. Patriot will play their quarters at that point. And then on uh, Friday, the Southern Conference.
gets things going. So huge week of college basketball. Colonial and Summit start this weekend as well. And then next week, of course, all the big uh, conference tournaments. We'll get to uh, college basketball with Wes, get his thoughts on some of the uh, futures markets here on these uh, smaller tournaments. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we talk golf with the glue that holds the whole operation together. Was on primetime action with you, Jeff, this past week. It's the great Wes Reynolds, co-host of Long Shots as well. How you doing, Wes? Good morning, Gil. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sepp Straka, one-stroke lead, uh, one-stroke win, rather, I should say, at the Honda Classic uh, yesterday over Shane Lowry in the pouring rain, two-stroke lead over Kurt Kitayama, and more notably, a three-stroke lead over the third-round leader. And I'm talking about a five-shot lead for Daniel Berger. Whew, did you have Sepp Straka this week? Did not. The streak came to an end, unfortunately, this weekend at the Honda Classic. But look, we saw the carnage on Sunday, and that's usually what we get at PGA National because you usually don't see guys win at like 17 or 18 under par. More often than not, it's single digits or right around where it was at 10 under par. And you mentioned Daniel Berger actually had a six-shot lead going to the 18th on Saturday, and bogeys the par 5 18th, so five-shot lead, and my nearest pursuer was Adam Svensson, but he kind of fell apart on the back nine on Sunday, but that's what you see there, and congratulations to Sepp Straka, first-time PGA Tour winner, by the way, so that's obviously life-changing. Masters invitation, PGA Championship invitation, two-year exemption on the PGA Tour, so you know, it was a little bit of a downfield there in Palm Beach, Gill, because of the spot in the schedule. It's right before the Arnold Palmer this week, and then the Players' Championship, and also, I think a lot of these top 10 guys in the world golf rankings, you know, they just didn't want to get beat up by this course. This is the hardest non-major course on the PGA Tour, and that's why you saw so many top players take a pass. Does this kill burger for you, Wes? Like when you're handicapping golf and maybe, you know, the way that you do things, oh, he's great on this course or, you know, he's in great form currently, whatever the things you look at, um, strokes gain, whatever, do you, will you have an extra beat, an extra thought here on Daniel Berger, even if those things come up, those previously mentioned things come up good where you're like, yeah, but I remember the Honda Classic and that doesn't make me want to put money behind a guy like this now. In part, but I don't think, you know, I don't really want to put too much weight into one tournament. One of the things that kind of worried me why I didn't pick Berger here, and look, he made all the sense in the world. He lives in Jupiter, Florida, is 15 minutes up the road from PGA National. But one of the things that concerned me, he was the defending champion at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am earlier this year and pulled out with an injury. So I was worried that his back, it was still lingering a little bit. But if you look at what he did yesterday, the reason why he lost this tournament is because he was bad on the greens and he was bad with the irons. And if you're not good with those, you're not going to win. He lost 3.81 strokes on the greens putting yesterday and then lost about a stroke and a half on approach. Uh, Guy played terrific all week, but just, you know, went sideways very early on Sunday. Yeah, and and was the worst on the really easy holes early on that that, uh, course yesterday. That's what made it really stark. Um, Sepp Straka is your winner, though, at the Honda Classic. So Masters bets in pocket. Have you added any? And just let us know what you have right now to win the Masters. 
The only thing that I have right now is Justin Thomas at around 14 to 1, and that's where I think he's probably going to remain. I don't see much of a drift upwards or even much of a shortening, even if he wins. Uh, look, he has Bones McKay on the bag, Phil Mickelson's longtime caddy for about 25 years. Bones went and did TV for NBC and Golf Channel like the last two or three years. He returned to the game. He's like, I'm only coming back for a guy like Justin Thomas. And that's who he's back with. And, you know, Thomas has played okay to start the season. Hasn't won yet. Kind of been a little shaky with the putter, as he always is. But I think getting an elite caddy on the bag, Justin Thomas clearly felt, who's a top five player in the world, clearly felt something was wrong. And, by the way, his one win last year was at the Players' Championship down at TPC Sawgrass, where he'll defend in two weeks. So I do have Justin Thomas. Now, as we're getting about a month away, Gil, is where I may start to add like one guy a week depending on you know just kind of timing the market because that's what you have to do with the masters because it's not like okay we've got these futures up for like three or four weeks in between majors like you get with the PGA and the U.S. Open and then the U.S. Open to the Open Championship these masters prices have been up since like late fall early winter so anytime somebody wins of course there's a race to shorten the number. All right, Wes, your time of year, man. How great is this? So 13 days away from Selection Sunday. We have all all the conference tournaments in between now and then. Five weeks away, five weeks plus three days, I guess, away from the Masters. Uh, How great is this? Let's go to to some of these small college basketball tournaments, and let's do them in chronological order. And I'm curious if you have, because these are available. These markets are available for folks to bet here. Um, Caesar is the first one to have these out. Let's start with, let's do them chronologically. So the Northeast Conference begins tonight. And, and if you, you know, a perfect answer is I have no bet here. I don't like anything. So let's start with the Northeast Conference. Bryant and Wagner, Wes, are the two-headed monster at the top, at least in terms of the market here. Bryant's plus 110 to win the Northeast Conference and get the automatic bid to the NCAAs. Wagner's at plus 120. Then LIU leads the rest of the way at 7-1. They're on a six-game winning streak currently. Any bet in the Northeast Conference that might interest you? Yeah, and both Bryant and Wagner, they actually split the season series. Bryant now gets the number one seed, but probably and usually what I do with a lot of these smaller conference tournaments, Gil, is that's where I will go maybe not not as much chalky because this is a one-and-done format. Of course, the NEC starts tonight. Usually they just have the top eight, but now they have the top nine because they have 10 in the conference. Merrimack, uh, by the way, is not eligible because they're a transition to D1 teams. So keep that in mind as you get to the season where some of these teams have their final games. But I would go with the dark horse here, and I like Mount St. Mary's. And Mount St. Mary's is the best defense in the conference. Uh, So, you know, really good at the rim, hold opponents to about 47% on two-point attempts. They also play one of the slowest tempos in the country. And when you have a game like this where it's one and done and there's only going to be one team advanced from the league as a one-bid league – Sometimes these teams that grind it out can really frustrate an opponent, and they do get a tough uh, first-round game with St. Francis in New York, but if they can get by that game, I think Mount St. Mary's could be somebody live a little bit underneath. Uh, They're going to get Bryant, though, perhaps in the second round, who's won 13 of 14, but... 
Mount St. Mary's with their defense and that slow tempo, I'd keep an eye on them. Mount St. Mary's 9-1 to one to win the Northeast Conference Tournament. They were uh, 500 in the conference this year. Actually a losing record on the year 13 and 15. Jeff, you were leaning in. Do you want to say something here? No, I, I'm with Wes on that because just when you have that slower tempo, especially against Bryant, who is one of the fastest tempo teams in the entire country, We've seen this with Bryant in their past conference tournaments. Sometimes they'll just forget forget how to play against a slower tempo. We saw it last year in the NEC tournament. All right, let's see how many. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you after the break here, Wes. Wes Reynolds, everybody, a point spread weekly contributor. Of course, co-host the Long Shots, the glue that holds the whole operation together at Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one. But we'll get to the Atlantic Sun, Horizon, Patriot Leagues. Uh, those tip off tomorrow. The Big South and Ohio Valley after that. Missouri Valley, Sunbelt, West Coast. Got numbers for all. You can bet on all these, I think, by the way. I'm hoping that they're all out there. I'm just sort of like projecting that they're all out there. We'll see. Uh, we'll get to as many of these as we can for this week. Wes Reynolds right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VSIN college hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern. And free. That's free. Don't cost you nothing on vcin.com. Jeff, could you uh, check on the audio guy whose name rhymes with Devin? He uh, has made his third bathroom run this morning. I'll make sure he's okay. Okay. We'll just make he hit the over. He hit the over. We had two and a half was the line. Well, no, usually it's one and a half, yeah. but a two yeah. and a half big plus number. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He just, he just, he just requires a couple visits or a few now. That's changed it. Euromycetosis? What's that? Euromycetosis for is, Kev? Is that the technical term? I think so, right? Uh, I had food poisoning yesterday. Just That's wanted. not good. Let me tell you something. Um, by the way, if you had me talking about me vomiting on the show today, you cash at plus 700. Um, first time in, in 30 years that I have hurled. Whew. That's an experience. Have you ever had food poisoning before? Oh, yeah. Oh, have yeah. You? Oh, yeah. It is horrific, oh, yeah. man. My, it's horrible. It's dude, horrible. You cannot do anything. I've had an apple, by the way, in the last 24 hours since this occurred. Like, I just cannot. It, At least you kept it down. Yeah, yeah, kind of. That's alarming. Yeah, that's another show. <laughs> it's another show. It's another show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Wes Reynolds keeps uh, keeps all, keeping on with us. Wes, sorry to subject you to all of that, but that's the kind of things that happen here in the morning. Sorry about that. No, that's okay, man. I can relate. Uh and in that studio there at the South Point, I've got the bladder sometimes of a 90-year-old man, so I can, I sympathize with Jeff here. Okay. Rhymes with Devin, by the way. Uh, Atlantic Sun. All right, the Atlantic Sun. Again, these are available at Caesars currently. I think I hope everybody has them up uh, here within 24, 48 hours. But the Atlantic Sun tournament with Liberty as the, only, as the favorite here at minus 125. Jacksonville State, 2-1. to one. Jacksonville, plus 350. Any thoughts here, again, with your strategy of primarily playing long shot? 
Yeah, and, and this one I may go a little bit chalkier because you now have two different divisions here in the A-Sun because you have 12 teams. So you have the East Division and the West Division, Liberty and Jacksonville State won them both respectively. Liberty's been to the NCAA tournament a few times in the last several years, so they've kind of been the class of the conference. If you look, they rate number one in offensive efficiency, also number one in defensive efficiency, and then Jacksonville State not too far behind. Ray Harper, very good coach uh, in terms of they run a lot of like junk type of zones and kind of hard to prepare for, and he'll make a lot of adjustments in game. So as much as I kind of want to look down the board in this conference and in most of these, it would be, I think, Liberty or Jacksonville State. The only maybe longer shot I would look at perhaps is Florida Gulf Coast, who I believe I've seen as high as like 25 to 1. Ooh. In, yeah. some, in some spots. I think that might have been a DraftKings uh, as I'm quoting that. But look, they were really good non-conference play, 10-4, and four, and then they struggled once they got into the conference. However, they did kind of flip the switch in February. Florida Gulf goes 7-1 and one down the stretch, including beating Liberty on the road. So if you're going longer shot, this might be one where you have like 12 teams in the tournament where you take one kind of chalky one and one kind of long shot. So it'd probably be Liberty and Gulf Coast for me. Yeah, we were we were looking at DraftKings too. They I didn't see as as, as big a volume of uh, of uh, markets, but maybe that has changed since we last looked. All right, so let's go. That that begins by the way. The Atlantic Sun tips off tomorrow night. Their conference tourney again. Automatic bids on the line for March Madison. By the way, feel free, Wes, on any of these. If you think there is giant killer potential with a team that gets an auto bid from one of these conferences, come big dance, let us know as well. The Horizon League, this at campus sites tomorrow, also tips off. The Horizon League, um, let's see here who we got in the Horizon League. We go to the uh, app once again, and we find that, well, this one is pretty, pretty tight at the top. Cleveland State, the controlled chaos of Cleveland State. What do you know about that? Plus 175. Uh, IPFW plus 220. Northern Kentucky plus 450. Oakland. We've seen them get through this conference tournament many times in the past. Oakland plus 550. Wright State plus 550. So five legit teams before you get to 14 and ones and beyond. Yeah, uh, Cleveland State is the favorite. Look, they've won three straight Horizon crowns. They won two regular season titles, and then they won last year's tournament. The head coach there, Dennis Gates, actually a longtime liege of Leonard Hamilton down at Florida State. So if you watch Florida State play over the years, you realize they play a ton of guys. And Cleveland State plays 11 players. Nine of them are seniors. So they press a little bit. They get up tempo. So he goes very deep into his bench. A lot of frequent substitution patterns. And, you know, I mentioned this team. They, they had a three-overtime contest in last year's tournament. And they are the favorite. I don't think that they're the runaway favorite. Them and probably IPFW, or now known as Purdue Fort Wayne, the Mastodons, are getting a lot of buzz because the Mastodons have won nine straight games in a row. So I think, you know, betters will look at that and say, hey, we want to bet the hot team to keep this momentum going. And they've won four straight road games in late February. But if I were going a little bit, I don't want to say too much off the beaten path, considering they're four to one, but I like Northern Kentucky here. They've won 12 of the last 14. Darren Horn, uh, 
who was an assistant under Tom Green at Marquette years ago, former coach at South Carolina as well. They play a matchup zone that's kind of tricky when you're going game to game, when you got a game the very next day. Very tough to prepare for on a short turnaround. Really good rebounding team. This team actually won the Horizon League tournament in 2020 because we forget mm-hmm. – that a few of these tournaments did get done before, of course, COVID-19 happened and canceled the whole thing altogether. So they know how to win several games in this tournament as they did it two years ago. So Northern Kentucky, four to one. Oakland could be interesting at about plus 650. Oakland did kind of struggle a little bit down the stretch, though. They lost six of their last nine, including three straight at home. They're going to get by an IUPUI team that's just barely trying to fill out a roster, barely has enough players to even play. And then they would get Wright State likely in the second round. And Wright State's kind of had Oakland's number. Scott Nagy's beaten Greg Campy, I believe, 9 of 11 times since he got to Wright State. So that's why I'm a little lukewarm on Oakland. Now, I know you get into that narrative, difficult to beat a team three times. But that gets priced in the number. And sometimes I think, you know, the matchups just dictate that. And a team has its number. So going back to what I said at the top, Northern Kentucky would be where I'd look here. All right, let's go to the Patriot League also tips off their conference tournament tomorrow night. Colgate, who was a very sexy pick, I remember heading into the big dance, I believe it was a year ago. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Minus 175 here to win the conference tournament. Navy plus 220 and the Terriers of BU, Boston University 7-1. Patriot yeah, Colgate. Colgate, when they started uh, Patriot League season, they were 4-10 and in non-conference play. Lost to Syracuse, lost to Cornell, Harvard, Niagara, Northeastern. But now they've got 11 wins in a row, and I think once, you know, water kind of found its level and they got to really punching at their weight, they went 16-2 and in league play, fifth three-point percentage in the nation as a team. And they, they just they, they hit a lot of threes, they're experienced, so they're the rightful favorite. I think maybe the best challenger to these guys could very well be Navy at six to one. Uh, Navy played them actually uh, just Saturday. Uh, they're the second seed in the tournament, lost by five at Colgate. They don't have a lot of size, but they're pretty rangy, pretty athletic. So maybe the athleticism can cause problems for Colgate. I think Colgate's really the justifiable favorite. But if you don't want to take the chalk, and look, it's tough to take a chalk in a conference tournament because we know in these one-bid leagues it's a one-and-done, and you can be out in a hurry. But if you want to look past Colgate, I'd look at Navy 6-1. to one. Colgate, winners of 12 in a row, Wes. Let's not, let's not sell them short here. 12 in a row for Colgate. All right, and then uh, this is after tomorrow night. Big South, Ohio Valley, Missouri Valley, Sunbelt, West Coast. In the interest of time, because we only have 90 seconds here, pick one of those. Which would you like to go to? Uh, we'll go to the West Coast here. And uh, look, uh, the, the interesting thing that they do with the bracket is they protect their top seeds. Yes, so they do. Funky yeah, bracket. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga and St. Mary's basically have almost like triple buys to the semifinals because they don't play, I believe, until Saturday or Sunday. I mm-hmm. forget which day, but they protect them because they don't want them to take some bad loss to like some eight seed and then all of a sudden affect their seed. I think Gonzaga and St. Mary's, of course, are in the NCAA tournament, but it'll be interesting here in the West Coast Conference to see if you get a third team. San Francisco and BYU kind of right in that mix there, but I think that one of them are going to need to win a semifinal game to really lock themselves in. I want to see if Pepperdine can get an upset here in the first round. That's uh, the 0 and 13, <laughs> the uh, 1 and 15 in conference 
uh, Pepperdine squad, which uh, has a couple really good guards, but are a year or two away from being a serious basketball team. But they are uh, sneaky. One of these teams that could uh, win a game or two in their conference tournament. Wes, always appreciate it. Uh, we could do this all day. I got to run because Dr. Bob is waiting to talk uh, conference tournaments with us. Thank you, sir. You got it, Gil. Thank you. Wes Reynolds, everybody, at Wes Reynolds 1, the number one. Speaking of Dr. Bob, who's uh, on deck, and I just want to get this right, uh, conference tournaments, 56.2% the last 15 years on over 600 plays. He's got some thoughts on uh, some trends, double revenge, bad teams, teams off a loss. All of that next. Numbers Game Beast in the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Jeff, can we institute a, uh, a character limit on some of these promos? Is that possible? This is like 10 <laughs> minutes into this segment. And that's all we have for you today, folks. Uh, but we love it. We appreciate uh, BetMGM for all they do. I'm just poking fun. Um, okay, let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, I mentioned to you that uh, I'm just trying to think of things of fame that he's done. Moved college football markets uh, as long ago as 16, 17, 18 years ago just by his simply releasing of, of his picks. Um, but one of the other things that he's been known as a staple for is his great record during college basketball conference season. And as I mentioned before the break, 56.2% against the number the last 15 years on over 600 plays. And for those who are new to the show and are like, wait, 600 plays, 56.2%. That doesn't sound all that spectacular. Trust me, that is spectacular. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob Stoll, how you doing, Bob? 
Doing well, Gil. Thanks for the promo. Um, You're welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. You know who um who will be refreshed? On the show? You know, well, you know who? What did you What did you say? I'm sorry. You know who's going to be you refreshed from your break? Oh, am I ever? Oh, a little food poisoning to top it off at the end. It was great. No, it was, oh. it was a wonderful trip. Oh, Absolutely. You're so lucky. I wish I could lose weight that way. <laughs> I'm hoping that that's a side effect of this. Please, can I lose some weight? For God's sakes. So, um. Yeah, you know who's going to be on the show here later this week? Ed from uh, Right Angle Sports will join us. How do you like that? Huh? The reclus- the reclusive oh. Ed will be on. So we're excited about that as oh. well. Um, I know you guys have a good relationship over the years. So let me. Yeah, we do actually. Yeah. yeah. Let me. So let let's let's talk about general conference tournament tenants because we don't want you don't you're not into the weeds yet. We'll do this later in the week with you. We'll actually give some picks here. But general things that have made you this successful that you're willing to share here today. Yeah, I'm not going to give it, you know, like that some trends that are just ridiculously good like 68% over a thousand games like some ridiculous. So I'm not going to get into that stuff. But there's a few things. The first one it's not really actionable. It's more cautionary. And we've talked about this before, double revenge. And, like, people like to say, oh, this team, they have double revenge, so, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Well, no, it's not at all. In fact, but people like to bet on teams with double revenge and sort of creates value on the other side in a lot of cases. So just in general, in conference tournaments, teams with double revenge are 48% against the number in conference tournaments going back 30 years, 48%, not something you want to, you know, to bet on. It's 45% against the number if the double-revenging team hasn't had at least three days off to prepare for the team that's given them some trouble. Now, I'm not suggesting you bet against teams with double revenge. It's some more information to keep you from betting on a team because they have double revenge, because uh, that's certainly not a reason. So I just want to get that out first. Is If you're thinking double revenge is a reason to bet a team, it's not. So get that out of your head. Love it. And then it's funny because we talk about that particularly in other sports as well, right? The NFL playoffs. We also, we also talk about, Oh, it's really tough to beat a team three times, but there are the numbers in college basketball specifically. All right. A cautionary note to begin. What's next? Yes. Uh, you know, this is one I gave out last year and it went seven and oh, so I'm going to give it out again. Uh, this is, this is playing on really, really bad teams. Like teams that is just, they, 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 a win percentage of less than 150 in conference games. So they've won less than 15% of the conference games. Very bad team. These teams, for whatever reason, like, either the, the team they're facing in the first round is like, eh, whatever, this team sucks. I'm not going to worry about them so much. Let's look ahead to the next round. And also, the team that's really been bad and had a horrible season is like, hey, guys, we win this tournament. We're in. Maybe they just, you know, kind of a new life, whatever reason. Teams of the conference win percentage of less than 150 are 127, 86, and 3 against the number in the conference tournament. Now, it gets really good if the opponent is a decent team, 400 or better win percentage in conference play. That might be looking ahead to the next game. Those really bad teams, less than 150 conference win percentage teams against conference teams that are 400 or better in conference, 113, 68, and 1 against the number. Now, that is... Decent. That was seven and zero last year, so I wanted to throw that out again because people loved that angle last year and they commented on it. And there it is again. How interesting! Because I we didn't have a conversation before this, and just before in the last segment we were talking about the West Coast Conference, and I talked about Pepperdine and how Pepperdine is one in fifteen in conference. They're seven and twenty four on the season. 
um, that I thought they that they're live against San Diego. So I don't know what the number is. I haven't seen it, but it's interesting that that sort of dovetails. Not saying that you have that as a pick. I'm just saying I was sort of thinking on the same lines. Uh, and that sort of uh, thing. Those are those are pretty unbelievable numbers, and it makes sense intuitively how you described it. Right. Right. I just think it is. It's just like a new life. It's like, hey, new season. Let's go. Let's you know more effort. These teams are probably giving up on the season, and they get in the conference tournaments, and they think they have a chance. So you're saying we have a chance, and then they play well. Mm-hmm. And I like the part about the opponent being at least 400 or better in conference, and more than likely looking past that game. So yeah, I think it's a good angle. Okay. Um, all right, and that would apply to San Diego, by the way, being more than 400 in conference. Okay, what's what do you got? What other nuggets do you have for us here? Yeah, this is a, this is not something you played blindly. This is more of a just you know, in general, teams that enter the conference tournament off a loss tend to perform a bit better in the first conference tournament game. You know, when they're obviously when they're facing a team that's coming off a win. Now, just that simple trend: off a loss versus off a win. 53.2% on over 1,500 games in conference terms going back to 1991. So it's just one of those things. If, you know, don't blindly play every team coming off a loss, but if you're borderline on playing on a team that's coming off a win against a team that's coming off a loss, then maybe it's best to pass that. Sort of, or if you're borderline thinking about playing a team off a loss versus off a win, then maybe that tilts you toward playing that team. Just be aware that that's worth about a point. Team coming off a loss versus a team coming off a win, team coming off, that's about a point of value wow. uh, in favor of the team coming off a loss. If you use power ratings or something like that, factor that in. It's interesting. And again, the sample size is plen- is a plenty here to draw these conclusions. 1,500 games. 1,500 yeah. college games. Yeah, and it's just one of those, like, hey, the coach now has something to get on the team about. Hey, come on, let's go. Conference tournament. You know, it's always better teams coming off a loss. <laughs> you know, NFL playoff teams coming off a loss tend to do better in their first playoff game also. So, All right. Do we have one or two more? Universal. Yeah, this is, well, this last one, I just want to talk about the one-bit conferences. Okay. These are coming up this week. Um, and this is sort of a, you know, I do have a little bit of an angle to go here at the end, but dominant teams in minor conferences, they tend to play their starters more in conference tournament games versus lesser teams than they would against such teams in the regular season. There's just more at stake, right? So teams like South Dakota State or Vermont, they dominated their conferences this year, but they still need to win the conference tournament to get the NCAA tournament bid. They're not going to take any chances and they're going to be played with more focus than they would against a bad team you know, in the regular season. Um, so I wouldn't blindly play teams like that um, laying a lot of points. But there is value on teams that dominate their conference. When the line gets down to minus 12 or less, that seems to be the cutoff. Number one seeds with a conference win percentage of 900 or better are 57% against the spread, laying up to 12 points. Now, if they're facing another really good team in the conference, that percentage goes down a bit. So, uh, but against teams, if they're facing a team that won less than 75% of their conference games, then that percentage goes up to 59% against the number laying up to 12 for those dominant conference teams. So number one seeds, conference win percentage of 900 or better, 59% against the spread if they're facing a team that won less than 75% of their conference games. So. You know, it, I, I pretty solid. Just think about that when you're thinking about you know these these minor conferences that these dominant teams tend to play with more focus. 
Bob, that's awesome. At drbobsports on Twitter, drbobsports.com for the great Dr. Bob Stoll. So can we do this? Can we have you back later this week, whatever day makes sense for you? Because I know you're you're in the weeds, so I want to make sure it, it works out for you. And we'll see. We'll, we'll have actual picks from you, and we'll see if some of these actually apply to some of the things we talked about today. Yeah, I guess. When's the first the first major day? Is uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday? Well, it depends what you call major. Yeah, you got some, you know. Well, not major tournaments, yeah. but a, a game with a lot of play. So Thursday or Friday, let's, let's, okay. get back, let's yeah, reconvene. Let's do that. Let's let's reconvene Thursday. Let's shoot for that, and we'll, uh, we'll get into it uh, with specific teams. But those are really interesting things to chew on. Bob, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, always nice being on, Gil. Thanks. The great Dr. Bob Stoll here. Uh, we will have Bob back later this week. We'll have Ed from Right Angle Sports. College basketball, king of the hill. Looking forward to it. We'll see if uh, Jeff Parles will be uh, on top of it like a needle, sharp as a needle, as that guy said on Twitter. Coming back. Uh, enjoy. We've done all we can do. Lombardi Line next. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 